Individually, we're all responsible for our own thoughts and actions, all day and every day. We can actively choose to challenge stereotypes, fight bias, broaden perceptions, improve situations and celebrate women's achievements, but most importantly, be braver in what we do. We find bravery in the small and simple day-to-day tasks. It's moments like this where we have to hold back our tears, take a deep breath, ignore what our heads say and pretend like everything is okay in order to move forward. The Be Brave podcast series is brought to you by Door 20A and this is episode three. Welcome. Today we're on the couch with the lovely Heather McDowell. Welcome. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. Really, really excited to be here. Thanks for coming on. So um, I think we should start from the beginning Mm. and tell us about yourself. Who are you? I, well, Tassie girl. (laughs) Um, So I moved um, from Tasmania seven years ago now. Seven years ago, this month. Got on the big across the ditch. Do you know what? I'd, yes, I um, packed my Jeep Wrangler and um, got onto the Spirit of Tasmania and, and drove. Wow. From Melbourne to Sydney, it took me like 12 hours to come here and I remember like driving through and just like, what the hell? <laughs> and um, it was peak hour traffic so the place was like just oh. so busy. I'm like, oh, my gosh, is this Sydney? <laughs> wow. This- Had you been to Sydney before? Um, a couple of times okay. but I'd never driven in Sydney before so peak hour traffic too. It's like, yeah, boom, 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 welcome, Heather. <laughs> um, so, yeah, seven years ago and – did you come for a career or love or lifestyle or what made you? Career. Yeah, yes. um, so I don't know if you've ever been to Tassie before. Yeah. A few yeah, times, yeah. Yeah. So I guess um, coming from Tassie, you come to a certain point um, in age where um, or it depends on the industry that you work in as well. Yep. Um, so working in fashion there, that you can only do so much and – at that age as well, like a lot of people when they hit the age of 25 or 26 or even earlier, they tend to leave because there isn't that, I guess, the opportunity there that other states have. Yes. Um, so, again, that really depends on the career that um, – the career path that you've taken. So, for me, it was um, to give this millinery thing a go but also I just didn't see myself – living in Tasmania for the rest of my life. I can't imagine you a Tassie girl. <laughs> Look at you now, how beautiful you are. And it's like, it's like you've been in Sydney forever. <laughs> but it's my home and um, it, I guess it gave me my ground in it. made me just, I don't know, coming from a small place, it just makes you appreciate everything yeah. and, and every opportunity. But also um, coming from Tasmania too makes you work a lot harder to create the opportunities for yourself because we aren't given the opportunities there. So um, that's something that I'm grateful for, for coming from Tassie. And um, and you are a hard yeah, worker at that. I, I, I don't know another woman <laughs> that doesn't stop and works 24-7 <laughs> constantly. So when you came to Sydney seven years ago, yep. did you actually have a physical job to go to or you were just taking a leap of faith and being brave and just seeing where it took you? I took a leap of faith. Yeah. yeah so um, I started work pretty much immediately when I, um, yeah, came to Sydney. And so I, yeah, started working in an office. So, um, and I did millinery on the side and I had a nine to five job. Yes. Um, in an office. And on the weekends, I worked at a bridal store. Wow. Um, and then in my spare time, was, was doing millinery. So, it no yeah. rest well, like you said, working all the time. <laughs> yeah. But then, I guess it's a really big shock too when you move to Sydney from Tassie. Like cost you know, of living, the cost of living. <laughs> I know that was the, that was the biggest shock. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, more shops to spend your money on. Oh my gosh, like shops in general. 
<laughs> like Tassie's changed so much. Um, I play this game when I go back home now just yeah. to see um, how many new shops were there that when I, you know, <laughs> that have just grown since I have, you know, moved away. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So um, obviously working nine to five in a regular job to supplement your just to live in general, mm-hmm. um, and then working in the bridal shop and then the millinery on the side. So it was a very small side hustle. How did it grow and how did you, you know, are you doing everything from home at this point? And how did you, what was your, your stepping stones in, in getting it? Because I know where you are today and mm. we'll get to that later. But, you know, how did you, were you banging on people's doors constantly? Because, I mean, seven years ago we didn't have Instagram and mm. social media wasn't the way it was. So mm-hmm. how did you? See, I even remember my best friend teaching me how to use Instagram at the airport one day. She said, like, Heather, you need to get onto it. Yeah. But millinery was still always a hobby. Okay. Um, I guess, you know, I did move here for a career, but um, say, for example, in Tasmania, there are no millinery shops. Okay. So for me to buy materials, I had to fly to Sydney or fly to Melbourne yes. to buy things. Like I didn't want to buy it online because I'm a very touchy feel. I have yep. to, you know, see yep. before I purchase. Um, so I was, yeah, still working nine to five and I would make um, headpieces or hats for um, for ladies in so I lived in Neutral Bay at the time, okay. or come on. Yep. And um, I went to my very first millinery event. So I just like Googled like any yep. events to be a part of. And I went to this event there and um, that's where I met all of the ladies that are into the races ah. and a few people that I'm still connected with um, to this day as well. So, yeah, yeah I started making hats for the people that um, that I met do- there. And just doing it from home? and All from all home. All handmade? All homemade, all from home Um, and that's where it all started and then it was still a hobby for me. Like I never thought that I would make it into a career. Like it was still in my brain, it's still a hobby. Yes. Yeah, and my mum was still telling me to get a real job anyway. (laughs) She's still still to this day telling me to get a real job. (laughs) Thanks, mum. (laughs) So what what was your next step? I mean, how did you, you know – um, how did you take the next step and say, I want to be a little bit more serious about yeah. this? Yeah. You know, did you have to drop working in the bridal shop or did the bridal shop take you to a different level? Well, it actually accidentally worked out perfectly. So um, what changed for me was actually losing both of my jobs. Um, so oh. I know that people start um, businesses for a few different reasons. You know, yes. some people start out of desperation because they've got no other job. Yep. Um, some people start because it's a something that they want to do. Uh, for me, it was losing both of my jobs in the same week, actually. <laughs> was that, like, did you know it was coming? Um, well, on the, so the job that I had on the weekends, I used to still do millinery courses in Melbourne. Yep. So I said to her, um, can I please have a weekend um, this weekend off? Because I want to go to Melbourne to do um, a millinery course. I think it was learning how to do leather flowers or something. Yeah. And um, she just said to me, you can go, just don't bother coming back again. I'm like, okay, oh. awesome, awesome. <laughs> and the Are other, you enjoying that job? Um, well, I yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you were like going holy dooly. I was like, okay, cool. And um, before, so my nine to five job, um, I won't say where I was working, but um, I remember I was um, living with a friend, yeah. and um, she was actually searching for jobs at the time as well and I just said to her look I will um 
have a look because I still get um, sent, you know, from Seek the yeah, update. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, I'll just have a look on my computer because I've still got um, the emails that get sent to me. And then I just went onto the computer and just had a look at um, some of the emails that I got sent. Yeah. And then I see this job. I'm like, oh, that looks familiar. And then I was reading through and I saw like each sentence was actually I was reading my job and the same job description that <gasps> – I was sent when I applied for the job and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is my job. And I ended up, I cried myself to sleep So I'm like, I have never been fired before in my life. Yeah. I'm like, do you even know, like, I'm just the most amazing work you've ever had in your whole entire life. Like, how could you possibly fire me? Um, yeah. So did you know, like, was there anything leading up to this? To no, say- there wasn't. Like, it was a really big shock. Oh and um, and how old were you then when this all happened? Uh, this was six years ago. Okay. Five, six, six, yeah, maybe five or six years okay. ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so I had a – so I called a meeting with my two bosses. Yeah. And um, in the meantime, I actually had confirmation that um, it was, in fact, my job. Okay. So I had a meeting with my bosses and um, I said to them, look, um, yeah, so they sat me down, they're like, Heather, we'd love to just have a chat to you about the job that you're doing. We just want to let you know that you're doing such a great job. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, wow. Wow. Okay. And then. You, were you expecting a promotion or something at this point? Or? Um, it was a review. Okay. And um, so I said to them, actually, I'm here to talk about my job that was advertised on Seek. And that was a really big moment for me because, like, number one, like, staying up and, like, inside myself, I knew that they were lying to me. Yeah. And um, so I said to them, yeah, I'm here to talk about my job um, that I've seen advertised on Seek. And they're like, we've never – they denied the whole thing basically. <gasps> and Lied to your face. Lied to my face. And if I hadn't known um, – Previously that they were lying to me, I would have believed everything that they said. Yeah. Anyway, so I just said, look, I'm just going to stop you both right here and I'm going to be honest with you and let you know that I actually know that this is my position that's been advertised. Yeah. And um, then I'm like trying to hold back the tears. But Well, your stomach's turning inside <laughs> and out at the meantime. <laughs> like, I'm like, Heather, what would Beyonce do right now? What would Beyonce do? <laughs> yeah, but they were running. They were flowing. <laughs> you didn't get up and do a dance or do anything like that. Yeah. It was like, yeah, oh, God. So um, I, that was a pretty big moment for me. Um, so I ended up resigning, but mm. um, it taught me a lesson to also um, do things with class as well. So, you know, Sydney, all of the world is a small place. So people yes. know people say. So, Although that really horrible thing happened, it um, makes sure, like to me, it's like make sure you always be professional in the way that you handle things. Like yeah. I wanted to do and say a lot of things, but like you've got to keep that down. Um, but it also, that's when my new motto in life started. When mm. I was like, right, Heather, get fired, get inspired. And Love that. For me, <laughs> Love that. And for me it was like, do you know what, this is an opportunity. Like I've actually got nothing right now. Mm. to so many really great things have happened with millinery yeah. and I haven't really even given it a go a go at all like I've been doing it at 30 40 percent mm. imagine what I could do if I was actually giving it my all so yeah get fired get inspired <laughs> yeah so at that point um yep. you know because you were still feeling new to Sydney did you mm. have um, because we we talk about our tribe and our A team. Did you have a good support network at that time, or were you just a blubbering mess and falling into pieces, or did you have some this little group surrounding you constantly, or were you still quite isolated? I had so I had my two best friends that lived here as well. Yep. So, 
Um, that was, and my family, a really great support network for me as well. Um, but yeah, they were really great during that time. And, um, Jada as well, like she's always been really supportive, um, during that time, but it is really, really important for me. Like I did sit down with her a lot and, and chat through that. Um, and she's like, look, Heather, the opportunity is here. Like just Mm. go for it. And Jade mm. is quite an inspiring person. She's always positive. Yeah. yeah. So then you went, right, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to increase and I'm going to make some amazing hats and make yeah. women feel beautiful when yeah. they go to the races. And yeah. But then it's obviously, you, you know, then making that decision, it's then, you know, because you've got to invest in it, mm. you've then got to sell your brand. Mm. So how did that all, you know, how was those next steps for you? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Taking some more be brave yeah. moments. Yeah. yeah. So when you start, it's like, okay, cool, you've made the decision. It's like, yeah. where do you go to from now? <laughs> like, okay, cool, I'm going to start my own business. Where do I go to from now? <laughs> what do I do? Yeah. And um, it was still a scary point. Like I was actually, um, I did apply for another job. Okay. Because um, I'm like, okay, cool, like I don't, the income isn't immediate. Mm. So I still had to apply for, you know, other jobs as well. And I actually applied and was interviewed for my dream job. Oh. Yes. Were you just, was that random or just came out of the blue? No, it just came out of the blue and I, um, yeah, went and had my interview and I met the, um, was working at a bridal design place. Oh, wow. And, yeah, I met with the owners and I remember coming home and I thought about, like I'd gone to this seminar about, um, with like another friend of mine and it was just talking about, you know, if you don't, if you spend your life like working for other people, you're going to be helping them create their own, you know, helping them with their dream. How yeah. about you create your own dream and work hard for your own dream? And I remember like sitting there listening to him thinking, oh, shit, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> he's talking to me. He's talking to me. And then I ended up writing an email to these people to say I'm going to have to decline and I was oh. crying. Wow. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh. I was, yes, I was very emotional. But I was like, do you know what? I um, am going to be working hard for someone else. I'm going to give, be giving you 120% of myself. Mm. And as I was crying, I'm like, Heather, you need to make something of this. Like this yeah. is your dream job that you're saying goodbye to. So yeah. I do still think about that every now and then, about the job that I let go of. But um so the next step for me was actually finding a, uh, a business coach. Okay. So because um, I had no idea what to do and, and where to go and what next Fantastic. steps to take as well. Um, because mm. the business coach side of things, especially six or seven years ago, mm. it still wasn't a buzzword. I mean it's very buzzy mm. now and the term is quite strong or loose mm. depending on what circles you're in. But I think that's fantastic mm. um, that you – Because we don't know – what we're doing and when I needed someone to who has also like been there to give me that the helping hand or to like that leg up really yeah and at this stage I already had a website but I didn't even know that it wasn't even hooked up to receive payments or anything like that on PayPal so I'm like oh no wonder I haven't made any sales in two years (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah I like she taught me everything that I know like um yeah we sat down and went through absolutely everything and you know, just things like a lookbook to get started. Because I said to her, well, number one for me, it was, um, she said to me, like, what do you want to do out of this? I'm like, well, I don't want to do custom work anymore. Like I want to, I want to be in stores. Mm-hmm. I want to be in Maya. I want to, um, I want, I'd rather a hundred people wear my headpieces and hats than one person. Mm. And so it was making that decision from then on. It's like everything is based on 
um, it, this is a business now. It's not a hobby. You're not, yeah. gonna, you're not doing things. Obviously, I love it. But you're not doing things because it's for the joy of it. Um, oh, yes, it's a joy as well. But you know what there I needs mean? To be, like, there needs to be a commercial. Profit is anything. priority yeah. as well. Yeah, like it's got to be paying the bills too. Yes. And everything has to be, it's, it's business. Mm. So, wow. yeah. So I learned absolutely everything from her. And um, and then you made the leap of faith. You were um, manufacturing or doing it all in Australia, but mm. now you've gone offshore. Mm. How was that transition? Because that's kind of a that's a letting go moment as well. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am a perfectionist, yes. and it's something that I've had to let go of as well. Um, I can still keep that. Like quality is important to me, mm. and. I I get some products manufactured offshore, but I yeah. still make a lot of the products myself as well. Okay, so it's not one hundred percent in China. Yeah, but I, um, you know, made the decision to get my products manufactured over there because I went from making in one year like fifty like couture pieces, like mm-hmm. all handmade by me, to then the first year when I went on to. Um, I was signed up with the Iconic and then I had all of these stockist orders. So I went from 50 to then I had orders for 500 headpieces and I was oh, like, gosh. oh, my gosh. It takes me three days to make one <laughs> hat. How am I going to do this? So The next spring carnival race will be I'll see you in 2025. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I ended up um, having to hire girls to help me make the pieces. And in I here was in Australia. here in Australia, in yeah. Sydney, in my office in Sydney. Yeah. So um, even pumping through that, it was like I was working seven days a week, 18 hours a day. Crazy. Um, just to get through all of the orders. Yeah. And then after a few years of doing that, it's like, do you know what? And then the, um, the orders, like the following year after that with Iconic was double. So it's like I can't cope with this. Yeah. And so I was like, right, the only – um, decision for me is to, you know, be making things offshore as well, just to mm. um, ease the workload a little bit. So, and how was that? Um, it was because how do you? I mean, I would not know where to go to. I yeah, mean, is it one of those cases again that you're reaching out to your networks? Yeah, you're asking lots of questions yeah. and you're getting referrals of where to start to go and who yeah. to what. Yeah, okay. yeah, because that's a hard thing. And even like I joke around with my sisters as well, and and people like say to me like, why don't you go? get stuff made in India or Bali or, or Vietnam and I'm like well the thing is when you get off a plane mm. there is no sign that says great manufacturers for hats <laughs> to the left yes. really shit ones to the right like it, yeah so where do you even start yeah. so it was through networks okay um so yeah through my millinery teachers that I've had um and then people that I'd met along the way as well so mm. just being open to Ask lots of questions. Ask lots of questions and don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah, yeah. And also there was years of trial and error with that as well. And I've, yeah. yeah. <laughs> years and years well, of, learning of trial and, learning, and, yeah. And, yeah. And, and losing some money and, um, yeah. you know. So, um, you know, you've gone from the Iconic and then you went to Myers. Yep. Yeah. So how was that? Because are you going in and pitching your product? Like are you selling your product or – was it the case that they approached you because they heard word of mouth that you're making good product? Like, you know, because I mean, obviously going to pitch to a big brand like Myers, yeah. mm-hmm. it's huge. Yeah. Like, let's. Yeah. So um, there are a few different ways. Um, for me, I have a sales agent. Um, oh, okay. That, um, it sells to like all of the, my stockists for me. Okay. So I. Unfortunately, I can't do everything yes. as much as I like to think I can do everything. Yep. Um, the agents do that for me, so they okay. um, pitch to Maya. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. Or you can do it yourself. Okay. If yeah. you want to, just go and meet with the buyers and. That's hard work. I well, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't done it, so yeah. <laughs> and um, so, how long have you been working with buyers for? Uh, two years now. Two years. Yeah. You enjoyed yeah. that. Learned a lot. Yeah, it was a pretty surreal moment the first year that uh, I was in Maya. Um, I remember walking. So it's, the products were in Sydney Meyer. I didn't even go into Sydney Meyer and see them. Oh. It was in Meyer in Melbourne. Okay. So I was there for a Meet the Milliner series. So I did a workshop um, in Meyer just um, chatting about the range to um, some customers. And I remember walking around the shop and um, I looked at one of the mannequins and I saw my headpiece there and I was just like, oh, like paired back with a, with a dress. And I looked up and I'm like, oh, my God. Crying? I did. I had a tear in my eye. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. Well. That's me. Wow, like, I know. And I had a look at a little name tag. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I made that. I'm like, wow, that's, that, was, that was pretty well. I'm like, holy, wow, it actually, it actually did happen. Because mm. that was my dream when I first started when I was in Tassie. When dream I walked mom. into Maya, yeah. Did you ring your mum straight away and say, Mum, I'm in Maya? Do you know? Oh, my gosh. I'm such a bad child. I didn't. Oh, I know. I know. I know. So I think I just was just working so much and then. It was actually a few months afterwards. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need to, like, tell my parent. Oh, I don't know. I'm such a bad child. <laughs> I'm working on that. No, I don't. <laughs> so let's just talk about, um, you know, you have had some great wins on the board, but yeah. as we know in business, it's, it's is hard work. It yeah. just uh, doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Um, you do have to put in the hours. So 2019, how did we finish the year? Was it, would you sum it up as a good year, a great year or a learning year or? It was the the year of recovery for me. Okay. Yeah, yes. Um, it was a really great year, but the year of recovery and it was the year that I learned to say no as well. Like there's a the word in our vocabulary that I'm sure a lot of us don't really use. We're not good at it, are we? <laughs> as much as we yeah. should. But, yeah. um, you know, when we start new businesses, like it's yes to everything. Mm. And um, you're scared that someone else is going to take it or exactly. you're not going to have the opportunity. And I think it's in, it is important to say yes to everything. Like yeah. for me, when I first started, it's yes to absolutely everything. Work it out along the way. Yep. And you always make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um we find a way to make it happen mm. and um 2019 because it was a recovery year because I did you know saying yes to everything eventually you know I did burn out and I you know experienced a nervous breakdown in 2018 so 2019 was me just learning to look after you exactly yeah yeah, yeah. which is and really putting nice. myself first and just which is hard. We Same. don't do it oh well gosh, as yeah. women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We put everyone else first. Mm. Mm. So we're we're in the early stages of 2020. Mm. How's it tracking for you? Mm. And are you having be brave moments already, or you feel like you're on a even playing field that it's going smoothly? Or it's really weird time okay. because now that I've learned to say no and um, do things for me, and um, I guess not try and please everyone and if it's not a decision that's going to benefit the business mm. and, and me as well, then it is no. So um, taking like taking breaks because uh, I work every day. Yeah, no, it's crazy. And mum's always like, Heather, you need to take a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mum's still in your ear. Yeah. <laughs> they never stop. But then. also um, for me, like I feel really guilty for not doing anything mm. and um, 
even just having one day off a week, I find that really hard to switch off and to sit and do nothing and to rest. Mm. I really am struggling with that and that's something that I'm working on because it is important It is to rest and rejuvenate. So yeah. um, I'm also some, someone that um, likes to like my – the difference between when an idea and action happens is about two seconds. So I'm always like, oh. yeah, so it's just like, oh, Heather, just. <laughs> Take yeah, a chill, oh, breathe yeah, through it and see yeah, whether it's, it's going to, think about it a little bit more and see whether it's going to work. Yeah, yeah. But I've started a new business. So 2019 has, wow, it's exciting okay. time as well. Yeah. And you're excited to, um, do you want to share a little bit about quickly or? Yeah, yeah. actually. Um, so I guess it all started um based on so it's fashion production okay and um and sourcing so if um labels or fashion labels or fashion products want to get their um goods manufactured overseas yep. then I am the middle man and also my production manager as well oh wow um we so work together make it easier so they don't have to turn up in China and look for the signpost you're going to do it all for them Basically, what I th- uh, what I wish was available when yes. I first started is yes. what I'm doing. Oh wow! So out of all of those bad experiences, yep. um, it has created this opportunity for this new business to start. So, so is that going to take a bit of your time? I mean, are you? You can always make time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so before we wrap it up, yeah. I just wanted to ask you, you know, for our listeners. Um, you know, if there's any words of wisdoms or nuggets of gold, as I say, um, for, for women in business, mm. um, because we do juggle um, yep. and we do navigate our way constantly. It's not just, oh, I'm going to get to 30 and I'm there. Mm. Um, you know, you are a creative person. So those creative um, juices, if that's mm. what we call it, they will constantly flow. So, yep. you know, now you've started a new business again. Yeah. So, um, but your core business and what you want to do, yeah. you're really strong in that. You're passionate. I mean, you started, you brought out some beautiful clips last year, which mm-hmm. I sh- which I saw, which was mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. I wore a few of them, so did my daughter. Um, but your core business will always be making the hats and, and mm-hmm. am I correct in saying mm-hmm. that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you are. So any advice or? Um, it's hard in the creative industry because um, well, especially with what I do, there is no set path. Yes. And sometimes we get so bogged down, like you might be comparing yourself to other people, other businesses, like they're doing X, Y, Z and I'm not there yet. But yeah. it's whatever is right for you. And um, sometimes you may have to, not you may, but I think always you have to create these opportunities for yourself. So for me, there was no set path. Yes. Um, even like with this new business as well, it was an opportunity that I saw that yeah, I wish was there, yeah. and so it's you know being brave and actually taking the step to make it happen too, um, but and not letting fear hold us back. Exactly. What yeah. have we got to lose? We only live once, so yeah. why don't we enjoy it? Yeah. And have that no regrets policy. Get fired, get inspired. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Well, thanks for joining us My today. My absolute pleasure, Michelle. And I wish you all the luck for 2020. Um, we'll hashtag you and give you the um, handles and things like that so that Thank followers you. can reach out to you after this. And I'm sure, you know, one day some of the, most of these girls will be wearing one of your hats on. Oh, thank you, Michelle. You're Thank welcome. you so much. <laughs>